We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that we're going to see him soon. You feel me? Nothing, nothing like a Saints victory postgame. Welcome to the Rams Talk Radio podcast, a Butting Heads Rams Talk Radio crossover. Uh, after a Saints win, the Saints lost, Jesus Christ, on Thursday Night Football. I'm stop the- drinking, dude. <laughs> Just stop drinking. My gosh. We had, we had a little wine tonight, but we're good. We're Not good. me. I did. I did. I'm did. happy. Uh, I would be having a victory beer right now, but it's Thursday, so I'm not going to. <laughs> well, well, the- you hear our guy Derek here. My guy Johnny's here. Fellas, how we doing? How we feeling? This was, uh, you know, they never make it easy, but it was a nice victory nonetheless. Johnny? I'm currently being bombarded with airplanes right now, so <laughs> if you... uh. If you hear that in the background, that's what's going on. I, I'm not getting bombed, I promise. You sound like you're in a tunnel somewhere. Like, you're hiding from the world around you. Well, I I, I was preparing for the worst and decided, <laughs> <laughs> decided that maybe the Rams might let this get away and I needed to stay in the cave. But uh, <laughs> thankfully, I can come out of the cave now. Um yeah. Uh, anyway, feeling great, fellas. Uh, love the win. Um, anytime the Rams win, especially with such a young team, it's a great time. Already more than doubling. No, actually just doubling my prediction. So all is well. Oh, by the way, Derek. Yeah. The Dodgers just signed Yamamoto. So, uh, oh, they did for real? They did. Thank did, you, Otani. Did, did, yeah, did, did that just break? No, that, that a bit a bit ago, but not that long ago. <laughs> the gift no. that keeps on giving, yeah, no, man. That's real. That's real. It's not even on. Like, I'm going to ESPN. That's stop that's the real. press. I saw He's not lying. <laughs> I, I I believe him. I I have to sit my own eyes. Three hundred mil. Three hundred twenty-five to be exact. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Who Dodgers are constructing a super team, so. It is a Christmas blue miracle in LA right now. There's no, there's nothing on the wire right now. Where are you seeing this at? Uh, everywhere, actually. I'm, I'm gonna have. There it is, right there. New York Post. Yep. Wow. <laughs> you know, I thought, New York. I thought there was wow. a chance I would come in and derail this podcast. Uh, my wife and I drank a little bit of wine tonight. And here we are talking about the fucking Dodgers. We're three minutes into the podcast. <laughs> just, just if it was, if a Derek was game. not on this podcast, it wouldn't have come up. <sighs> That's funny. No, but nonetheless, well, you, I didn't hijack it. Johnny's the no, one who hijacked I it. I know. It's just funny. Uh, we're good. We're good. Derek, I mean, 
like, there's a lot of positives and negatives about this game. We're going to get into all of it. But this was a must-win game for the Rams. And even though they could have won it by 30, they walk out of here with a victory. I'm happy. Are you happy? I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm I'm thrilled with it. I thought that this was a pretty big test for them, just seeing how well that Saints defense, especially, has, been, has played. And I know that the, the commentary coming in was, well, the Saints hadn't played anybody. Well, that's true and not true. You're still playing good defense, and you, and they gave the Rams some problems here and there, but it was a complete performance offensively for the most part in this game, and that's what we needed. So there's a lot to like, and even even the things that that we can complain about. I don't really think we can complain too much. We're going to, we're going to complain obviously about the secondary giving, giving up deep plays. That's, that's an obvious, that's a problem. It's, it's been a problem the last four weeks or so. It's probably been a problem the whole year. They just masked it better. So, you know, that's, that's, that's a given. I don't really, I'm not going to complain too much about two touchdowns late in the game when the saints are playing for their playoff lives too. We just expect them to roll over and, and do nothing. So, you know, overall, I'm really happy with it. I'm happy with it, especially on a twofold. One, the offensive performance across the board. They they really controlled much of this game. And the front front seven got a lot more pressure than I thought they would. It, it wasn't it wasn't what we would like, of course, but more than I thought they would. Secondary is killing me though. It's killing me. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the second half for sure. But it, it was a game where, and like you said, the Saints are, I don't think they're that good, but they're definitely not bad. And they're in the playoff hunt. We're in the playoff hunt. If we lost this game, would have might have been a nail in the coffin there. But they came out and listened. Like, would it be nice if when they have a 20-point lead or whatever it was near the end of the game, if they could just hold on to it? Yeah, that'd be great. But... I would rather make the game interesting up 20 than, you know, not get up 20. So I'm I'm not terribly upset by by anything this week or last week. Uh I haven't been on, been on a pod since then. We're not going to talk about the Washington game much. But uh it's a nice win. This is a really nice win. It's a game they had to win and, you know, they made a lot of mistakes, but they never let it keep them down. There's only a brief period early where it felt like they might be letting the momentum slip away, but this team bounced back, and man, they're a fucking good football team. Uh, it will, it will truly be a shame if if they don't end up in the playoffs because I think out of the teams fighting for the six and seven seed right now, they are head and shoulders the best one. Uh, which I would not have said five weeks ago. It's been a a really incredible turnaround by Stafford, by McVay, by everyone involved here. That's rare praise from Steve. <laughs> Listen, Johnny, you listen to our <laughs> podcast compared to Derek and Tommy over there. We sound like the most <laughs> optimistic fans in the world. Wait, hey, we we tell like it is, man. <laughs> and I'm coming in here pretty pretty optimistic. I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> That's well, coming from Derek Downer here. No, this is nice. This was a, this was a huge win. You can't come into this one not optimistic about. I mean, at least next week, and uh, we'll see when we get to the 49ers. Are you, you going? What'd you say? Are you going? Uh, no, I got a wedding in Buffalo next week. Brutal. They never, Seriously. they never plan these games around my schedule. It's also my birthday on the thirty first. Like, how dare they come a different week? You know what? That's just. I just made me sick, dude. I'm. I'm. You were like, you were eighteen or nineteen years old when. We had our first conversation. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm turning 30. And you're turning 31? 30. 30. Yeah. 30. 30? yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Grandpa Derek. I am the old man. Over really old. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to get into specifics here. Derek, why don't you Drink give us a quick word? Oh, whoops. Uh, why don't you give us a quick word here from our sponsors? And then we'll look at the box score. Well, a quick word from our sponsors. That's usually where we talk, talk about prize picks, the largest Philly fan sports platform in North America. It's just you against the numbers where you pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and you just watch the winnings roll in. And now with Christmas going on, they, they're bringing you gifts earlier this year with 12 days of picks missed starting on December 14th. So it's right now. 
There is a new promotion every day for new and existing customers. The day promotions range from payout boost to discount projections. So the Phoenix Suns, for example, Kevin Durant only needs one point on Christmas Day to make you a winner when placing an NBA entry. So you have all those games around you. You also, if you want to play alongside some of Prospect's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Scholes, you can find them under Community Plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names of the prize pack, prize pack, prize picks community every single week. And I know how I feel when in fantasy football, Tyreek Hill goes down just when I need to win. Well, prize picks offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fan source platform with an injury insurance policy. So you want to have a chance to make some money? You can turn 10 bucks into two with just a few taps on PrizePix. This is how you do it. Go to prizepix.com forward slash Rams Talk and use the code Rams Talk for a first deposit match up to $100. One more time. Go to prizepix.com forward slash Rams Talk. Use the code RAMSTALK for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Here's a word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back. All right. We're going to run through the box score here quick. And, you know, these stats, it feels like it shouldn't have been an eight-point game, but it was an eight-point game, and that's okay. We won. Uh, the Rams win the time possession battle here 34 to thirty-four to 25, about some seconds there I left off. Uh, they win the total yardage battle 458 to 339 uh, on about nine more plays there. Uh Two uh, and the Rams win the passing battle barely, three hundred twenty-five to three hundred four. But two stats that really are where the game came down to to me: uh, fourth down efficiency. <laughs> the Saints were zero for three on fourth down, and I did kind of like their aggression. Uh, I kind of liked that they were going for it in those situations. Uh, they weren't in field goal range most of those. It would have been a cowardly punt. Rams went one on one on fourth down, took care of business, and on the ground. And I think this is the most significant stat of the game. Rams had 133 yards on the ground, but the Saints had 35. And this is a team with Alvin Kamara, with Jamal Williams, with, uh, you know, that special teamer who plays quarterback sometimes they got over there. We held them to 35 yards. Hill. Taste Hill, man. Uh, oh, that's his name? <laughs> Say his name. I'm not familiar <laughs> with him. Uh, <laughs> uh, 35 yards, though. Like, historically, and correct me if I'm wrong, because, Johnny, I know when we preview Saints games, we have nightmares about Alvin Kamara. He comes out here and rushes nine times for 19 yards. This is, has to be the best game we've ever played against Alvin Kamara. Oh, absolutely. I, I the, it's, it's kind of... Um, embarrassing a little bit that you hold Kamara to that little only to surrender so much to Derek Carr. Just saying. Yeah. They misused him 
in this game. If you if you have followed Kamara this year, he's been a major part of their passing game, even if he's not rushing the football. And he caught only five passes for like 16 yards, something like that, some minuscule number. They didn't use him really the way he's good being used. And you can say, you can say some of that is the Rams. You can say a lot of that is the play call on the, on the Saints side. They didn't really do what they're supposed to do with him. So our win is their problem. Derek, keep the Saints slander coming, man. That's what I'm here for. Uh, it, in like offensively for the Saints too. You know they left a lot on the table, and I'm not going to sit here and say like this is a game that they should have won. Not even close. We are clearly the better team. We deserve to win it. But like they, they, they were moving the ball, and they would just get in these ruts uh, and go for it on fourth down and, and fail. Uh, I thought I couldn't believe when. Kirk Herbstreit said that Chris Olave didn't look like himself as he's obliterating us. Like, he's the only player out there just what, like, what's up with that? What'd you say? What is up with that? I'm just, what, what, that I'm thinking the same thing you are. What the was that? As he's just dicing us up nonstop. I think, I think, because I'm mad because I didn't bet it. His over under in this game was 62 yards and he had 123. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. Like, if they won this game, I know Shahid had the big touchdown. That was more on us than him. Olave is the only guy out there doing anything for them. Like, he's just destroying us as expected after what we've seen the last couple weeks against elite or, like, not even elite, like, very good wide receivers. Uh, that was wild. That was a very bizarre moment for me to hear that. Well, I mean, I don't have words, dude. There's there's been a lot of bizarre moments watching Thursday Night Football this year. I watch too much football. <laughs> Thursday nights are crazy. There's, there hasn't been a whole lot of good games on Thursday night either. No, so I you're am. stuck hearing the talk. This, you know, it, it ended up being competitive late, but also ended up not being a great game for the most part, uh, especially for a game that had you no know, real, like, I guess the Saints could still make the playoffs, you know, because their division sucks. But in theory, unless a lot of upsets happen, puts them out of the wild card. But we'll see. Let's see who's 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 winning that division right now. It's it's Tampa. Tampa, and I think Tampa wins week. that division. Yeah, I think so too. Tampa's a better team. With our I'm, boy I'm, Baker. Shout out to Baker, man! What a legend. I'm I'm happy for him. I am I'm too. actually, yeah. I am too. We love we love Baker over here. All right, my turn. My turn. Go ahead. Twelve years, three hundred twenty-five mil. What the crap? <laughs> there, there it is. I, I'm done. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. I just saw it. The full number. Don't be too sad, Derek. Don't be too sad. What is that? Five less years and four hundred less million than Otani. Do, do you remember that conversation you and I had last last podcast, Johnny, about my feelings concerning the Angels? Those are welling to the surface right now. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I I just I think Derek, it's time to join the blue crew, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> different podcast, different day. Twelve years, three twenty five. Twelve years. I'm gonna go to bed seeing twelve, three twenty five in my dreams. <laughs> look look out for the next talking halos, ladies and gents. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's featuring Derek crying. <laughs> no, it's not crying. It's anger. Well, look, man. It's a lot of things. You're only allotted one good team a year. And here come the Rams, you know? Well, <laughs> Sneaking up on too. us. I got the Kings. All right. So we're, we're okay. There you go. Um, look at the Rams box score. Matthew Stafford, who has been on a fucking tear. Another, I would say, mostly great game from him. 24-34, 328 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers, only sacked once. Uh, had some touchdowns dropped, missed some touchdowns to Puka. Um, but, I mean, overall, and I don't care which one he takes his first, another another excellent performance. And I think, like, he is looking like a guy who should be fine to lead us potentially deep in the playoffs next season. Maybe even this season, if things turn our way. But um, and Derek, Johnny, and I have talked about this a bunch. We've been concerned if if Matthew Stafford was going to get back to his form this season, 
and really showcase that like we owe him a shitload of money this year. We're not going to be good enough to get that or bad enough to get that elite draft pick. With the map that the Rams have set up here, it requires Stafford to be good enough to compete. And if the last five weeks are any indication, he's done more than enough to showcase that he can be a playoff, a deep playoff run quarterback in 24. And shit, if other teams keep falling apart, maybe in 23. You want me to take it or want Johnny to take it? You take it, man. I don't want to pass it to Johnny. <laughs> John, go back to your tunnel, Johnny. Go back to your tunnel. Um, I, I've i been of the view that I actually believe that his time to, I, I watched him get hit last year, especially man, that, that did not feel good. Didn't sit well with me. And uh, seeing these last five games, especially what's the, what's the, what's most of the common denominator? Then that's, and that's Kyron Williams. And it goes back to what the Sean McVay offense was always supposed to be. We keep talking about the quarterbacks. We keep talking about the wide receivers. It's none of those. Um, in terms of where everything centers, it's in the running back position, and that's how it's always been. And we and, and those who are outside the organization don't understand that. So when you have a running back who can make plays, get you yards, he average Kyra Wayne's averaged four point seven yards a carry today. Once again, over four yards a carry. When you have that kind of running back, that opens everything up for a guy like Stafford to do what he does. That that is a career extender when you have a running back like that. That makes all those other things change it, it, so if i'm the rams right now as we're heading into heading towards the end of the year and you in in the back of your mind you're already thinking about where they're going to sit in the draft and and how they're going to build 2024 because i i think we've all kind of a, th- thought in one way or another that 2024 is really what you're shooting for. you're not shooting for 2023 you, this is kind of like icy on the cake you're really trying to reload for 2024 well your, your draft picks are going to be lower. You're going to have some money. What are you going to try and solidify it? Right now, I'm solidifying the offensive line. Make sure you can keep that running game going next year. I'm solidifying defensive backs, which we'll talk about, and I'm making sure there's there's proper support there for Kyron Williams across the board because when you have that, this is the kind of offense you have. This is what keeps Matthew Stafford playing until he's 40, not until he's 35 in this year. And – He's proving that if you can do that, if you can keep him upright, if you can give him a running game, he'll run this offense. He won't make the mistakes we've seen him make. And all of a sudden, you're a playoff contender. This is what you brought him in for. Yeah, and I mean, like you you said it, there was a lot of questions going into 24 that had to be answered this season. And is it can Matthew Stafford continue to be the guy? Yes, and then some, because you're right. Like, this is the best running back play he's had since he came to the Rams. This is the best running back play he's had in his career. Like, let's not sugarcoat it. He played with some shit running backs in Detroit. This is the best running back play he's ever had. Um, And I think two things that were somewhat question marks going into this year is, A, can the Rams find a legitimate second receiving option behind Cooper Cup. Instead, they ended up with a new number one option, essentially, in Puka Nakua. Uh, And can any of the running backs in the room end up being a legitimate starting running back? They got that and then some with Kyron Williams, who is not just a starting running back. He is a legitimate workhorse running back. Uh, Both of those things are going to help you in a big way moving forward because really like when you look into this offseason there's still some glaring needs but this is a front office who has been enamored by overdrafting running backs and wide receivers and two guys who are drafted in the fifth round have hopefully taken those decisions off the board they no longer need to consider those and they no longer need to consider a quarterback either. Instead, they could focus focus on the offensive line, which doesn't need as much help as we thought it would going into this year. They could focus on an edge rusher, and they could focus on the secondary, uh, and it's huge. And and Kyron Williams in this game, 22 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown. As you mentioned, Derek, 
4.7 yards a carry. Johnny, uh, how you feeling about Stafford, about, about Kyron, whatever direction you want to take it? I've emerged from my cave. <laughs> Otani, Yamamoto. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, – to kind of add on on to just what Kyron Williams brings to this offense, uh, Williams just eclipsed a thousand yards. The last time that happened was back in 2018 by our Todd Gurley. So that says everything you need to know right there. Uh, the season's not over yet. Of course, we have what two games left. So yeah, he he's going to add more onto it, and you know, just having a thousand yard rusher is is crucial to any offense's success and now that we kind of have a legitimate threat on the ground and i mean really sean mcveigh's offenses for the most part have always been you know kind of that uh big threat out there especially now that nakua and um i said nakua (laughs) it's hard not to talk about him yeah yeah Nicole <laughs> with Cup, you know, these guys are just an amazing duo. And then now you're even starting to see guys that weren't even playing at all at the beginning of the season, like Demarcus Robinson. Shout out to my guy because, man, he's made some spectacular catches recently. And, yeah, been happy to see that, though a little bit sad that Tutu Atwell just is just there now, not really doing much. Yeah, what do uh, Derek? What do you make about no? I I don't think Tutu saw the field tonight, and he was active, uh, and he practiced in full this week. I think they're doing him injustice out there, but you know, you're gonna run. You know, and on the flip side, you're gonna ride the hot hand to Marcus Robinson's or hot hand right now, yeah. and and at that point, it's about winning. But they've been doing him wrong since. They show you can play. It's like my gosh, and these guys shows you can play. He gets takes a concussion for you, and then, hey, now he's back and active. And well, we're not going to play him. You know, it would have been nice to at least see him late in the game when they had some snaps to blow. But hey, you know what can I tell you? Yeah, I mean, and it's and it's weird. Again, we're defending this. Two years ago, he wanted his head, his head in the pike. So <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like. I, I'm not like terribly upset he didn't play just because of how much Demarcus Robinson has been doing for us. But I mean, now that you know you have four legitimate guys, and in this game was different because they were cooking on all cylinders. You know, I I'd like to see them all rotating in about in and out a bit, and maybe Demarcus and and Tutu split some time. But you know, e. It's it's hard to say because Tutu did play really well this year, but I feel like Demarcus has has given them more things that they needed offensively versus what Tutu was giving them, and I, and I get why he's taking the job right now. He's got more of a toolbox. Tutu's right. still developing his, you know, and, and I would I would like to see because the Giants next week they're playing the Giants and. Giants have a tough D, and they do get after the quarterback. They're going, to, they're going to want to get the football out quick next week. So I would like to see all four of those guys out there getting a bunch of short passes, screens, making the Giants chase them all over the place. That's what that's my ideal dream right now, to avoid that Giants pass rush. So, you know, if that's if that can happen, if that kind of game plan would be, would be great, just, just to keep that Giants defense in New York where they do play harder there. I mean, the Giants – I mean, they're not good, but that defense is. So that offense isn't. It isn't. No, I mean the offense isn't. But the, the Giants have 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 taken their shots at people this year. They, it's not it, any Giants win or close game doesn't surprise me anymore. They're still going to give you problems. So when you have four guys like that who can do things, use them, especially in a game like that where you need to protect Stafford. Any given Sunday, right? I mean, the of course, this was a Monday. Uh, the Seahawks just beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal for us. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, no. I, I agree. I, I like to see. You know, I don't think Demarcus Robinson needs to have a ninety percent snap share or whatever he's going to end up registering in this game. Like, should he be playing more than two two? I, I think, I think so right now, but not like playing all the snaps. You know, I, I think it's kind of wild, and and I agree. I hope they switch it up. Giants, you know, they just got their ass kicked by the Saints, who we kind of kicked their ass tonight. It could be a trap game. I don't think we'll fall for the trap, but yeah, they're not. They're not a complete walk in the park. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. How about Tutu? Or sorry, not Tutu. How about Puka Nakua, fellas? Nine catches on eleven targets. One of those. Uh, was an overthrow by Stafford. One of those wasn't the best throw by Stafford. Puka almost hauled it in, though, for a touchdown. Nine catches on 11 targets, 164 yards, and a touchdown. Like we said, could have been two. Uh, this guy, man, I will gush over him. I could gush over him for the next 30 minutes, but I'm not going to. Just a fifth-round pick who, when we drafted him, and Derek, I don't know what you guys said about him, but I was like, they are clearly trying to fill the Robert Woods void on this team with Puka Nakua. Uh, he might end up with more. I think he's going to end up with more receiving yards this year than he had in his last two years in, at BYU. Uh, he is <laughs> maybe the best receiver on the team. I would say he is right now. And we drafted in the fifth round. If we drafted this guy at four, we would be thrilled like it is crazy how good he is he is unbelievable uh i like i don't like have we ever seen a player who profiled as just like an average guy in college come out and be this fucking good it's it's unbelievable and i'm so glad we have him and and kudos to him and the front office and the coaching staff for drafting him and developing him and getting him to this point because it is he's a franchise changing player i i mean we tried to chase a second option for 45 million dollars with Allen robinson next year all we had or last year all we had to do is draft a guy in the fifth round and now we have an, an alpha out there so um hey johnny do you have do you have the music ready to go because we need to have, you know, when he's as he's saying that, we should have had like that romantic kind of vibe going. <laughs> I fucking because love this he's, guy because so much. this is like the man crush of all man crushes. He's I don't talking care. Right here. I mean, this is like you, and you have a wife. You do realize this, right? I mean, <laughs> and the, your wife's name is not Pukanakua. You know, I, <laughs> you, you could have your name. You never know. Maybe I'm polygamous. Is, is that the right word? I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll go for Paul, polyamory. Whatever. I don't even know what the word is. I can't even pronounce it right. The uh, I would say this. You, you're talking about Puka Nakua, and you know one. I know Tommy had him drafted pretty high. Tommy was Tommy was watching him last year a lot. The only thing had him going in the fifth round was was the injuries he had out there. Yeah. So, plus part one, part two is one of the first things we know now, I didn't know this before. One of the first things he did when he got to the Rams was he asked to be a part of Cooper cup, Matt Stafford's film meetings. Yep. You know, so you're talking about a guy who took it upon himself to get better and to be better. Uh, so I, I still regard Cooper cup as the best receiver in the team. You know, I, I think if we go back in that, in the game, that shot, he took in the shoulder, if you watch him walk in the rest of the game, he wasn't right. And I think the offense shifted away from him much more. Uh, it's, he didn't even move. He had a couple of missed miss passes. Dropped two touchdowns. You, yeah, I mean, he just wasn't right. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Cooper Cup pop up on the injury list, not injury list, on the in, on injury report next week during prep. Wouldn't surprise me. Again, popping up on him. When healthy, he's still the best in the business and for the Rams, but Puka's catching up and, you know, there, there was some thought he was taking some regression. No, they just were spreading the ball around when they needed him today. He was there. Good stuff. I'll take it. Yeah. And he was there. And then some in cup, uh, six catches for 52 yards in this game on 12 targets. He dropped touchdowns on two separate drives. I think Johnny, let me know if you disagree. 
they both felt very catchable. And for a guy who's getting paid $30 million a year, they should have been caught. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the, the reason why he um, he he wasn't making these kinds of catches that you typically see him make is uh, kind of um, piggybacking off of uh, Derek's uh, observation there. Yeah, I don't think he was quite right uh, after when he, uh, you know, kind of bounced back off awkwardly on his shoulder there. But um, overall, I, I I would like to see him make those catches, but to be fair, they weren't exactly, you know, placed right in his hands. You know, he had to try and, and work at getting those footballs, which fair enough, he is getting paid enough, but sometimes you just can't haul in, you know, these throws that Matthew Stafford needs to make, you know, more accessible to him. So, um, you know, it, it, it sucks, but, uh, I, I think that at least we're starting to see cup still play at a high level for a while there. He was just kind of in the background and, uh, in recent weeks, he, he's playing, uh, so that you know defenses have to keep an eye on him and nakua so um overall that's what you want that opens up other guys like uh demarcus robinson to come in and make some plays here and there and that's what you need this looks more like a complete offense and you can't help but be happy about that i i want to question steve that are you talking about the First drive of the game, that out pass. Yeah, I thought that was catchable. It wasn't an easy catch, but I mean, he's being paid like a guy who should catch a ball who well, that hits both of his hands. That ball was not a place where he could get that thing, man. I'm gonna disagree with you there, politely, anyways. I, I, yeah, I, I, again, not easy, but yeah, a I guy of that caliber should catch that ball. The you way he was angled going out there, uh, uh-uh. uh. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hold that one against him. The other one, I'm not sure you're referencing, so I can't, I can't uh, address that one. But the, the corner route on the next drive, um, that again wasn't an easy catch, but oh, he should have had that one. Yeah, he should have had that, that one. one. The first one, I, the first one, I'm like, no, no. I mean, I get where he was. I get where the defender was. I don't think, I don't think I'm going to blame him for that one. I think just watching throughout the rest of the game and seeing just the way he walked, just see the way he moved. He wasn't right, but Derek, I want to see Cooper Cup catch the ball with his elbows. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's. I'd rather, I'd rather watch that than watch Almoto pitch. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a guy to keep an eye on for the next couple of weeks, and I don't think we need to dwell on him a ton. Is there anything offensively we didn't get to that either you guys wanted to yap about? Use Higby more. Yes. That first that that first play of the game went to him. He didn't see the rest of the game. Use Higby more. Three catches for thirty yards. I mean, yeah. I I don't disagree, but I I don't have a lot. I don't really have any complaints with the offensive game plan. Like everything felt like it worked for the most part. No, I mean, I'm you're asking me to come up with stuff here. I'm yeah. just saying use Higby more. I mean, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, defensively, and I think the most productive way to do this is because we just start with the secondary. I'll run through the Saints box score really quick. Derek Carr went 27 of 40 for 319 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. He was sacked twice. Uh, the receivers, Chris Olave had nine catches for 123 yards. Rashid Jaheed had five catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. He had a 
45-yard touchdown on broken coverage. A.T. Perry, never even heard of him until tonight. One catch for 35 yards and a touchdown. Again, another bomb touchdown. Juwan Johnson, four catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jordan Fuller did have that nice pick uh, late in the game. But other than that, not a lot to be proud of by the secondary in this game. Uh, This is Chris Olave is a really good player. But this this is not a lethal passing attack, and uh, they were able to do quite a bit against us. Uh, and the pass rush, I think, like, you know, it wasn't the greatest day, but they had two sacks. They got some pressure. Uh, the second the secondary needs to be better than what we saw tonight. I don't think there's a single guy out there, uh, and fellas, correct me if I'm wrong, they could point to and be like, that guy was fantastic in coverage tonight. I don't think any of them were. No, I, I can't honestly think of any anyone that was really all that great in coverage, especially uh, the cornerbacks. That every single one of them, you could you know go back and say, well, yeah, this was not a good game for any of them. Well, you can go to you know. The the Shahid touchdown. People went after went went after the wrong guy here. This was on Jordan Fuller, buddy again, which he's been doing of, of late. Buddy again, getting caught looking the backfield, and all of a sudden his corners left on an island against one of the fastest guys in the NFL. So when we look, when we're talking about a young defense, a young a young group. Jordan Fuller at this point is one of our veterans and should know better. And this is not the first time he's done this. So that's a real problem that needs to be addressed. And I don't think you can fix it now. You can't. This is a personnel problem, and you don't have the personnel. Why are they not able to play man? Because they don't have the personnel to play man. They don't. That's the downside of picking after the second round. You're not going to have guys who can play every who play at NFL speed the kind of way you want to play. That's the sacrifice you made, and we're going to lose this as much as possible. That's why the front seven is so important, getting as much pressure on the quarterback as possible. And they've been inconsistent there. They just have to find a way around it. Yeah, and I think that's why it's been you know. The fact that we hit on so many draft picks this year has been huge because you've taken a lot of needs. Like, not that some of these positions are, aren't completely off the table, but, like, you've deprioritized a lot of positions, and now you have a first-round pick, and you have a lot of cap space. You need an edge rusher. You need a cornerback. You need an offensive tackle. I mean, an offensive tackle, I think, is is not... I, I mean, they'll have to re-sign Larry Jackson, so I don't know. But... Those are the three needs, and you have the cap space and you have the draft capital to fill them in. And then if you bring in studs at those three positions, you might have enough guys around them to to, to fill it out. Like cornerback wise, Akella Witherspoon has been a revelation this year. He is not an alpha number one type cornerback, but if you bring in that guy, and then you can bring in Witherspoon back as your number two guy on a decent contract, you feel good about the position. Uh, safety, we'll see. Uh, I don't think Fuller has any chance of coming back, and so you're probably going to have to bring in someone there too, but we've had success of finding diamonds in the rough at safety. It's not as big a concern, but yeah, I mean, this is not the passing attack that should be torching you, and when in two weeks from now we have what could end up being a must-win game against San Francisco, uh, the secondary is not inspiring me enough that we would have a chance of winning that game. I think if they win next week, they're in. I think that I think that that's why the Giants game is so important. At this it's point. looking good. Winning, it's, you're in. It's looking good. Yeah, but it it's not a guarantee. We'll see what happens. Um, this win was monumental, uh, and and a huge night for the boys. I, I'm just Johnny? saying, I, I would love to get uh, to draft Tyler Newbin. Uh, in the second round, if possible, but I don't think he's going to make it to the second round. Safety out of Minnesota, by the way. Hey, maybe they'll trade up. Or, you know, Johnny, realistically, they'll probably trade back. 
So maybe they'll have a hey, chance at him. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, Kobe Turner in this game had a huge sack on fourth down. Guy's been a stud. Ernest Jones contributed to sack this game. Um, yeah, what what else you guys got on defense? Uh, I'm a lot more of an offensive guru here. <laughs> I, I mean, truthfully, on the defensive side of the ball, there really wasn't a whole lot spectacularly. I felt like well, Ernest Jones, dude. Yeah. Ernest Jones. What a stud. Okay, yeah, I was getting there. Relax, relax. Yamamoto. No, relax. no, I'm not going to let you up. Don't, don't give me that garbage. You're like, nobody <laughs> impressed me. Nobody impressed. Yeah, dude, he was all over the freaking field. I was nobody impressed that, me. But... anybody. Uh, someone's still salty over there. Anyway. I am. <laughs> yes, um, you're absolutely right, Ernest. I mean, <sighs> Ernest Jones is kind of interesting this year. Uh, there are games where this dude looks like he's going to be um, a stud and, you know, maybe a future pro bowler for this team. And then there are times he just kind of disappears. This game, I mean, he was about one of the few guys that really went out there and, you know, played very well pretty much every down. Everyone else was kind of, you know, they were there, you know, some did all right. But secondary, I'm sorry, the not too many guys did all that well. Uh, but to be fair, uh, we mentioned earlier about the uh, rush defense. Rush defense showed up to play. Of course, um, part of that was thanks to the Saints themselves. But uh, overall, I mean, we ended up with the win. So I guess that's what matters. Yeah, I... It, it was an interesting defensive game because the broken plays cost us, but also they had a ton of huge stops in this game. So they did, they, they did a lot well. They did a lot poorly. Uh, and, I mean, it's two straight weeks where we kind of let the levy break in the fourth quarter when we were up by, like, two or three scores. And I'm not going to lose sleep about that. You know, it, it's a tough pill, but... At the end of the day, this is a really young team who has blown away expectations. And if you're blowing leads at the end of games, you end up winning anyways. Shit, man. It's better than the alternative. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, like going back to what I said in the show. Do, do we really expect a team that's fighting for their playoff lives just to go away with a whole quarter to go? Crazier things have happened. Yeah. They're not going to go away. They have players. No, yeah, they're they're too good to to get to give up. Even though I don't think that good. You know, they're like you said, they they're have good real enough. players. They have seven wins. They're not a a cakewalk opponent. So, and by the way, just want to kind of change change subject for a moment. Just, I'm just checking social media today. Is it me? Or do Saints fans still just have a problem with the Rams? <laughs> Will they ever get over this? You ever listen to this like, podcast? I don't blame them. <laughs> what gave you that idea, Derek? I'm just curious. Uh, some of the stuff that you know, like Brian and 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 Tom were, were pointing out on Twitter today, and like, geez, man, these Saints fans still still can't get over it. Still can't get over it. I can't wait to read these tweets of salty Saint fans, man. That gives me life. That gives, <laughs> that gives me Straight life. into your veins. Like, oh, yeah. Just put an injection point. Inject that shit, have, man. You're going to have Saint fans track lines right in the middle of your elbow. And you're like, oh, yeah, give me more of that. Give me more of that. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, that, dude. Fuck the Saints. <laughs> what a way. Nothing pleases me like... more. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, it's getting close to midnight. It is midnight here. Well, I mean, Derek, late night, though. Real quick, because this yes. is a Butting Heads podcast, or led by Butting Heads. We cannot leave here without talking about kickers. That's our bread and butter. Uh, Lucas Haversick, three for four. Right. Longest made field goal, though, was 32 yards, bricked a 47 yarder. Uh, they brought in Mason Crosby recently as competition. Haversick had one good game, and they cut Crosby again. Are we. Do we think he should be brought back, or 
is Lucas the guy for the rest of the year? Fire him. Yeah. McVay's yes. face said it all after that missed field goal. Fire him. What if this game came down to that field goal? It could have yeah. very well did, too. Yeah. It was brutal. Uh, and it almost did, yeah. And I was scared that um, they ended up running the clock out, but I thought it might come down to another one. So, yeah. That's it. If we got no parting well, hey, thoughts, y'all, Derek, I'll let you go to bed. It's midnight. I have a parting thought. Saints fans, at least is not as bad as the 25-game losing streak that Pistons extend tonight. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Just wanted to say that. Two games away from the single-season record. Uh, here's a parting thought. Yamamoto and Otani. <laughs> you know, I'm actually happy for you. I, are you? Are you really? Yeah, I am. I am. I am. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you because that no matter how I feel about the Dodgers in terms of being an Angels fan, the Dodgers tend to do it on the field the right way. They use a resource. They have a great farm system. They have for the longest time. We've advocated on our show for the Angels to basically raid the Dodgers organization for for people to run it. So that should tell you how much respect there actually is. I just, man, man, that one, wow. So, I, I'm I'm I am happy for you. I'm even angrier at the Angels. So there we go. This just in: Derek is converting to being a Dodger fan. Oh God! Hell, never. I would. I would never live that down. <laughs> <laughs> you're, oh, you're, you're gonna have like you're gonna have like photo photoshopped pictures of me wearing a Dodgers jersey or a Dodgers hat. I, I, I think we, might, we we need to work on that, Steve. Yeah, I'll break out the Adobe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was great, fellas. Great job with you. Great win. Uh, onward to the Giants. Happy holidays, everyone. Follow us on Twitter at DC Apollo, at Steve Rivero, at Johnny Five Not Six, at Talk Rams. And we will be back soon with another episode.